Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex and City podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. You know, we were just saying it's bright outside. At least it's bright where I am. Beautiful day. The club might be back. So if you hear, you know, hardcore rap or a Gloria Gaynor anthem, (laughs) just know that's what I live with and also love. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you something really funny? So you know how when uh, like a couple now months ago it's crazy people said that you say like dr uh nia wallace like you you say it a certain way i don't know that it's a certain way i think it's just that i say it the same i always say the full name (sighs) no i think it's the way you say it no i've had people reach out because you said that and they were like no we don't care like that how you say it it's the fact oh it's the fact that you say it's the length of it dr nia wallace dr nia wallace so I was having this conversation with my mom, and you know, whenever I see my parents, they like to talk about you. Of course, um, someone they've never met, and um, soon, soon, just yeah, they just constantly. And she says, "You know what I love?" And I go, "What?" And she goes, "I love how Chris says, how are you?'" Like oh, every so time sweet. we start the podcast, that like that's exactly what you say every time. And I was like, "That's so cute." Well, it is my favorite question. How are you? Yeah. Do you know that's Bethany Frankel's? Like that's like what she does every time she walks in a room. She says that. Well, um, unlike Bethany, Bethany Frankel, I'm not transphobic, but perhaps this episode is. Oh my God, Chris! This episode, <laughs> guys. This? And that's what we call a seamless transition. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was like really good. <laughs> Always trying to keep us on track. The trains. Somebody's got to run the trains around here, and actually, it's Brian, not me. <laughs> well. Well, actually, Brian? not not on Monday when he made his <laughs> drunk appearance on this very podcast. <laughs> and I've made many just drunk checking. appearances on this podcast, and maybe that's how we'll celebrate the fiftieth. I'll just come in really hot. Yeah, we need to. We should make like Cosmos or something. <laughs> At, I've never had margaritas. one. Are they gross? Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want a Cosmo. Actually. Well, they're fine. They're just like not my drink of choice, but I do think they work very well for the aesthetic of this show. For sure. Very cute. Very pink. I can't believe you've never had one. No. Do you like cranberry? I think I've had... I love cranberry. Oh, then you, I mean, you might like... The, do you like sweet real, Do you like sweet things? Tart sweet? I love... Then yeah, yeah you I have need a to bag get yourself of Starburst to one. right next to me. Do, well, please don't put one in your mouth. I know. It's 
very tempting. <laughs> I saw that earlier and was like, all right, let's get that finished. Before yeah, I had to get that. Hit record on that mic. <laughs> we don't need that starburst. Before we get into it, I did just want to ask, are you watching anything right now? Are you enjoying anything? You were posting some stuff last night that I didn't really understand or could follow. Oh, uh, were you watching Brooklyn a Beckham? documentary about Brooklyn Beckham? I wasn't. I would love one. But it was there. Like, Brooklyn has a Vogue YouTube series where no, he is cooks. Brooklyn a man? Who is Brooklyn? Who is son? Now, I know Brooklyn Beckham to be the child of Victoria and Vic and Bex, of course. Right. Yeah. He's a man. Okay. Not, and we'll get into this. You know, another seamless transition. Of course, gender is a social construct. But he is a man. He identifies as a man. I so And he recently was married. He just got married. Okay. And so the, he does this show with Vogue where he cooks. And the cooking is quite, quite questionable. But he does it with so much heart. And him and his now wife, Nicola. Um, and is Nicola of a dynasty? Oh, yes. She's like a bajillionaire. Oh, no. I was hoping like a f- celebrity. I don't really care if you're just rich from ill-gotten means. Oh, yeah. No. Like he, her dad's like worth like $100 billion or something. <sighs> the rich get richer. Yeah. So and she also dated Anwar Hadid for a while. Well, back in the day. So she has a type. But um, they I just was fascinated by them because, number one, they're both really high, I think, in the videos. Like, they really, like, are stoned. Oh, and two, well, happy 420 so, on day of recording. Yeah. And also, like, they're so boring, but I love them. Like, I, I found them to be... I just couldn't stop. Well, that's kind of, I guess, they're really copying then the appeal of his parents. Because I don't think anyone would say either David or... Or Vicky are bringing a lot of um, personality. personality. No, However, I do think she gives zest. an iconic performance in the movie Spice World. And of course, her Vogue 73 questions <laughs> is... Chris. Everything. <laughs> her AIDS. 73 questions. Oh, my God. What, it's go, the what's only your favorite time spice? I've laughed at the word AIDS. Uh, same. I was like, oh. <laughs> AIDS. Yeah, no, he's definitely trying to have the very, very similar relationship to his parent, like that his parents have with each other with Nicola, because like every, almost every tattoo has something to do with her. Like he has her eyes tattooed on him. He has her like they're crazy. Now, what of his voice? Did he inherit his father's voice? Yes. Mm, that's upsetting. I know. David Beckham has one of the worst voices I've ever heard. And by the way, and look. And this is coming I know, from me. I threw my panties at him, too, like when he first got to this country back in the day. Oh, my God. With now that I'm like, cut, guys, please. what were we all talking about somebody who like hoodwinked us? He's not that hot. No, he's not. Like, it's, Okay, I um, would not kick him out of bed. However, never. he's not like what we should all have been like, truly like, we've never seen a man this like attractive before. No, no, he's no, uh, what's his name? John Bernthal. You mean Michael Did you Keaton? Just say Michael? <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> no, John Bernthal's gorge- gorgeous. You know, I've loved him since um, Baby Driver, which is, you know. He did this really interview discuss. where he's like, I never thought I was attractive. Like, I just don't think I'm good looking. And you sir. know, <sighs> and what I love about him, and we, I think we agree on this, is that the hottest celebrities are attainably hot. Yeah. I don't really have any interest in the ones who are like, oh, well, other than like Michael B. Jordan, 
that are like so oh, yeah. hot that it's like, well, you're just a another creature. Like, you do even exist on the. Are we made of the same things? No, I Give look at people a- like Emrata, and I'm like, we are not the same species. Who the fuck is Emrata? What? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not only- up to on the young celebs. Is that a person <laughs> on um just uh, Suspiria? What is that show called on HBO? Suspiria. Euphoria? What is it called? <laughs> So, guys, Suspiria being a movie by Luca Guadagnino. <laughs> oh my god, Suspiria. Okay. Okay, is Imrata no. a star of Suspiria? I'm no, Euphoria. she's like an Instagram model, and like oh. her waist is like as big as like my wrist, and like she's got these huge natural boobs, and it's just like we are not the same. Yeah, you know, give me an Adam Driver, give me a John Bernthal, give me a Michael mm. Keaton. Okay. Any day of the week. No, 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 no. No to Michael Keaton. But I do want my female celebrities to, like, you know, come right. <laughs> Those over there, you need to come correct on beauty. Okay, like who? Who do you think is, like, the most beautiful female celebrity? And then we can get into Sex and the City. <sighs> I mean, who isn't? I flashed directly to Nicole Ari Parker, but that's just because I spent about 40 minutes on her Instagram today. Oh, talk just about scrolling. a hot couple. I mean, talk about Boris Kojo, I mean... Now, that's a man. That's a man. But, you know, so many. I was also, you know, looking over at uh, the Sex Lives of College Girls and don't have a name on her, but our main black actress is, wow, what a stunner. (laughs) I don't have a name on any of those girls over there. I don't know any of them. I don't have a character name. I don't have an actor name. And yet I would truly throw my body into moving traffic for each and every one of them. I I mean, Chris, we were truly in our as the kids say, in our bag during that show and and just like that. Well, I don't think they overlapped, did they? I think they did. I think we watched The Sex Lives of College Girls. Maybe there was like one week. All I know is I watched The Sex Lives of College Girls in one sitting. Same. And it took me maybe exactly the amount of time the episode, like I turned it on and didn't move. Same. It was what a great show. Oh, so good. Should we just talk about that? Because I don't really want to talk about this episode. Because, okay, let's tell the people why. Do you want to tell them, like, give them a heads up about this episode? All right, guys. So (laughs) this episode of Shortcomings is covering season three, episode four, simply entitled Boy, Girl, Boy, Girl. And I know the one where Samantha dates a black man is coming and it's problematic, but I can't imagine it's this bad. It's next week. Oh, f- <laughs> are these? That's back to back. That's what I'm saying. Like we are getting back to back problematic we episodes. We meet Aiden for the first time in the same During- episode that we have to deal with that. Yes, and I didn't realize that either. You know, I take these episodes down week by week, and I'm really trying not to jump too far ahead. So I hit that little stop on HBO Max really quick. So I really don't. Yeah. I just, when I saw the title, No Ifs, Ands, and Butts, I knew, oh, that's relating to cigarettes. And that means we're meeting Aiden. Did not know we're getting him next week. And the, his chef sister and that problematic, problematic storyline. And that fucking dog. Does I that mean next week dog. we're going to have to cover someone saying big African-American cock? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Oh and um, and before anyone says anything, if you haven't got an Instagram, I am black. I want to be very clear. 
Okay. Because I've had people like, how dare you? And they're, I'm like, you know, take a little walk over to some pictures. <laughs> just, just take a peek. And then a few people are like, you hate white people. And I'm like, well, on the whole, you guys aren't great. <laughs> but this episode. This episode is different. It's different <laughs> after having said several problematic things myself. Let's yeah. now talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. It's this just a episode. tough one. I have to say right before we started. I said this episode was triggering. Anger. I was angry. Every frame enraged me in a way I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Like every storyline that's in this episode is like a nightmare. Well, I did have a little fun with one of them. Mm. I had a, and we'll get to it. But before we get into the episode, talking about problematic, <laughs> I just wanted to discuss two of. Oh, Two God. descriptions of this episode. Please. So this is how HBO Max, who inherited this show, I believe, in the year 2020, has decided to describe this episode. Carrie engages in a game of spin the bottle with her bisexual love interest. Must we I put mean, that, that out? that did happen. <laughs> I mean, well, and we'll get to that in a moment also, but I have, some qu- I have just some general blanket statements about whether or not this man is even bisexual. Okay. But then IMDb refers to this episode as Carrie finds out the guy she is dating is bisexual, and because of him, she explores the bisexual community for the first time. Has IMDb seen this episode? And what the. You cannot explore the bisexual community. It is not a neighborhood you can visit. And she doesn't explore it. Like, it's not like she then, like, decides I'm going to sleep with a woman or anything. She literally just attends a party where there are bisexual people at this party. <laughs> Like, and we'll talk about the con- we'll talk about how Sex and the City decided to depict either young people or bisexuals. I couldn't figure out what they were trying to depict, but I, it was... this episode is wild. Wild. Before we get into it, do you have any other like things you want to say? Kind of up top. Um, not really. All right. Well, do let's you? start with a little. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, we're really going to have... I I really don't want to talk about this. And I'm honestly shaking like a rattle, thinking that next week we have to go right into that one. I know. Like, I didn't realize they ran back to back. Were the writers, like, just like, we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm genuinely, before we get into it, and I know I didn't, Mm -hmm. I said I had nothing to say. You know, like, when we were having the very necessary kind of conversations about race, the quote-unquote racial reckoning, although LOL's nothing changed in 2020. And there were episodes of television that were, like, scrubbed from the internet, like, blackface episodes of 30 Rock are no longer available on streaming. Like, you got to have the DVDs to get at them. Yeah. And I believe Bravo deleted, like, all the episodes that took place on plantations. (laughs) So, the first four seasons of Southern Charm. (laughs) Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. This episode, in my opinion, if we gave the same respect to the LGBTQIA plus community, should no longer be available to stream. It is so disrespectful. This episode, now I'm not someone for, you know, fucking canceling or deleting things. Put it in a museum in a room called Learn About How People Were Stupid in 2000. Yeah. And you can just turn this episode and be like, wow, people were really fucking dumb. Yeah. I'm shocked that this wasn't brought up and in just like that. Like, a person didn't run up to Carrie, slap her, and say, remember that article you wrote in 2000 where you acted the fuck up? Yeah. (laughs) 
really made me re- like picturing these women are the same women that are in just like that. I'm just like, what? Like, it's a different world we're living in. And of course, it is a different world, right, that we are living in currently. And yeah. I, I, I am sure and know I probably made bad bisexual jokes in the past. Mm-hmm. However, I was not, like, airing on national television, Correct. <laughs> to be clear. You were also, like, I mean, how old were you in 2000? Four? Oh, yeah. Okay. Two? Okay. <laughs> a zygote? <laughs> So let's get into the episode with a little synopsis. So Carrie dates a perfectly nice, sane man. Mm -hmm. Miranda struggles to let Steve in. Charlotte explores her masculine side. And Samantha's new assistant pushes boundaries. So overall, this whole episode is clearly, and we've talked about it already, and basically are going to have to only talk about this, has these awful takes on bisexuality and just sexuality in general. Yeah. But what would you say is the connective thread, right? Like, we've talked about how the best episodes of this show have one theme, and then all of the women are variations on like that. Like, there's a common, right. What the fuck is the common thread between <laughs> these four storylines, other than this show should have been literally canceled right after this episode aired? You know, I was actually thinking that, too, while I was watching it, and I feel like it doesn't have really anything to do with sexuality. It has more to do with like gender. Because like But there's a weird Charlotte's conflation of those two things. Totally. Like Carrie's in her own like world with this her beautiful boyfriend. Stunning. Shout out to Eddie Cahill, King. Gorgeous man. Um, but then you have Charlotte, she's like be dressing up as a man for this portrait and then you have miranda getting told that she's the man in the relationship and then i mean you just have samantha fucking so (laughs) i (laughs) just i don't know so let's hear the monologue and then just start breaking this the fuck down that night i couldn't get samantha's words out of my head was sean's generation onto something was sexual flipping the wave of the future and if it was could i play that game or was i over the hill if women (laughs) This is so stupid and crazy. <laughs> if, <is> so stupid. <laughs> if women can transform into men and men can become women and we can choose to sleep with everyone, <laughs> I can't. Oh my God, Carrie. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> then maybe gender doesn't exist anymore. And if we can take the best of the other sex and make it our own, has the opposite sex become obsolete? What the fuck is going on? Guys, let's just break it down for a second. No wonder. No wonder Candace Bushnell was like, I'm, I'm not out. involved. Cut I'm me, out. Cut me Cutting a check royalties. and miss me with that. I will not have anything to do with this anymore. No, because she's like, I didn't write about this shit. But let's just break this down for a second. Was sexual flipping the wave of the future? Is Carrie out of her dumb white mind? <laughs> what is she talking about? Sexual flipping a wave of the future. Could you ever Does she mean fucking flip imagine? Fucking? Like, like, what is she talking about? Sexual flipping is not a term. Imagine saying this to someone in like Gen Z, like looking at them and be like, are you a sexual oh, flipper? I don't even talk to people at Gen Z. I'm too afraid though. I don't either, but like they're on um, the interwebs. Yeah, they, every, I'm afraid, I'm glad. If you were Gen Z and you listened to this, first of all, thank you. And, but don't follow me because I'm, I know I'm saying something wrong. But this was sexual flipping the wave of the future. And if it was, could I play that game? Bitch, people's sexuality is not a game. What are you talking about? And also, why is she saying that she's over the hill? 
She's I like, guess Am she I feels over the like, hill? oh my god, I'm too old. Like this is something that twenty. That is essential. She had no problem fucking him before she found all this out. Well, no, they have sex after. Okay, well, going on dates with him and kissing yeah. him and smoking cigarettes and blowing it in his face while he's fucking ice skates. Poor man. He went through hell. And then, so then she goes from sex, and this is what you were talking about earlier, right? This conflation. Because she oddly goes from sexual flipping to talking about women transforming into men. What are you talking about? And we can choose to sleep with everyone. You don't choose, like, first of all, yes, you can choose to sleep with whoever you want. But people's sexual orientation shouldn't even be related to the word choice. Get the fuck out of here. She's crazy. And then all of a sudden, then she's back. Then maybe gender doesn't exist anymore. Throw your computer out the window. Where's that little <laughs> bug that was like tongue out, deleting her articles? This is where Sad she Mac. got that bug. Sad Mac. Yeah, acting up like this. Ugh. Aiden was right to hit control, alt, delete on her computer that <laughs> control one. Control, <laughs> delete on Carrie Bradshaw entirely. She's out of here. She's fucking nuts for that. I'm sorry, but this one really took me out. I'm so sick of yeah. her. <laughs> well, just wait till next week. Next week isn't really a Carrie problem. Next week is like a Samantha problem. And a Charlotte problem. And a Charlotte. And a Charlotte problem. Charlie's down bad next week, if I remember Charlie? what I remember. Yeah. yeah. But okay. let's we'll get into Sammy Jones, who has hired a new assistant named Matt. What'd you think of Matt? He had a very strong chin. <laughs> He had a very strong chin. He looked like he was fresh out of an episode of The Sopranos. Fresh out. He looked like he was like an extra on Real Houses of New Jersey. Like he had the a cleft chin like I've never seen. Uh, he was giving me big Louie vibes. Shout out. To, <laughs> no, do not shout out to Louie, actually. But Are Samantha's clearly attracted to him immediately. Did you think he was cute at least? Um, I get the appeal. Because I like sometimes when men are angry like that, like when they got a lot of attitude. Yes, I was going to say, I was only attracted to him when he was like, you could shut the fuck up, bitch. You got a bad <laughs> attitude to the people on the Yeah, phone. where he was like, your parties fucking suck. I was like, that means <laughs> That bitch hot. is always giving me lip or whatever. He- <laughs> so in this case, guys, I'm okay with everything <laughs> happening in this episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's really not much to this one, right? He's incredibly no. pushy. He's yelling at Samantha's clients, and then she fires them, and they fuck. Yeah, and then they fight about where to fuck. The w- she was like, this "Let's fuck so on the stupid. desk," and he was like, "Let's fuck on the chair." And she's fuck like, on the chair, fuck no. on the desk, fuck on the and desk, like, and I'll be on top. I was like, "What's <laughs> happening between these two? <laughs> well, also, just like the context of this whole episode, it's like this is. Th- <laughs> Talk about a Me Too moment. I mean, <laughs> in an episode that is oddly conflating sexuality and gender in a way that it shouldn't, I guess uh-huh. that this storyline is supposed to be Samantha dealing with the fact that as a powerful woman, she's attracted to her subordinate who, while he's subordinate, is still enacting his masculinity. To me, if we're going to do an episode that should be focused on sexuality... This is where we could have seen Samantha dealing in something a bit more explorative. Like, she could have been the character who's like, yeah, when we see her later and she's talking about how she doesn't care, let's mm-hmm. see her go on a date with a bisexual person. Or let's see her hang out with some lesbians. Where was the the power lesbians from season one? Like, give me something I can, like, wrap my head yeah. and my heart around. I, I wouldn't know. mind Matt it- wrapping a few things around me, if you know what I mean. Oh my god. 
Um, I don't know, but did okay. you think this was the best use of Samantha Jones? No, but I do have to like tip my hat to her for basically calling everyone out for being fucking weird. All right, we're going to get table. to that a bit. She I do like, tip my hat what? to her for firing him before she fucks him. Oh, that's what, okay. But he could have signed a few, like, I'm sure there was probably an exit interview and a contract that needed to be signed before they a fucked. severance? <laughs> yeah. Something? Well, it was 2000. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move that's on to Charlie. That's Oh, okay. And so we really open with Charlie, right, at the gallery, and she's got a new exhibit by Baird Johnson. Now, before I ask you about Baird, I did want to just point out that the that there are actual photographs of drag kings. Um, they were done by Del LaGrace Volcano, who's a photographer, and that the photographs we see actually are by them. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know who took the one of Kristen Davis or Charlotte that is in the episode. I don't know if the artist came in and did that, but I did think that was a nice bit of background and that they – that Volcano had been doing that work for a very long time, and that actually the year before this episode was released, had that bo- a book of his work had finally come out. So there was a lot in the kind of um, zeitgeist about Drag Kings, particularly, I would at least say, within New York. The one thing I was upset to read, though, is that the artist, in kind of releasing his work to be used on screen, requested that actual Drag Kings be in the episode, They shot it and then cut them out. And it just reminds me that, like, you know, are we ever going to give our due and kind of... Because this is a show, like, run by a gay man at this point. It's like, let's give our due to these women who I'm sure were, like, who are typically, I believe, in this man's photography, lesbians. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like we were erasing them from, again, this kind of space in a way that I'm not sure with. Have we ever had, like, a strong lesbian character on Sex and the City, I guess, other than Maria? Mm, not Maria. I mean, we've had Maria, but then we've also had, I mean, we had the power lesbians for one episode. We had the power lesbians who are around for an episode. Maria's right. around for, mm-hmm. I think, two or three. Yeah. I don't, did we get think, any lesbians so. in And Just Like That? I'm trying to remember. Um, Miranda? Well, we don't know how Miranda's defining themselves. I don't know where Che falls in terms of their identity. Miranda, I don't think, is a lesbian and just like that. She's just Rambo. (laughs) That's how she's identifying these days, I think. Okay, okay. So, I don't know. It just felt like, let's give us some due in terms of identity. This whole episode was just making me angry. But what'd you think of Baird? Disgusting. Johnson, Baird Johnson. I hated him. I thought he was so slimy. I get what he was saying. Like, I get, I get it, but I just don't like the way that he looks. Like, I didn't enjoy looking at him. And wasn't Capote Duncan in the art world? Why haven't we seen him again? I swear to God. It's, guys, we are on episode like 48 and he's still (laughs) fucking talking about Capote fucking Duncan. I just was like, I'm so tired. Watching this episode, I was flashing back to the good old days. Oh, remember King Kevin? Oh, what I give to see him again. Even the Kevin in the last episode, the masseuse who got harassed. Yeah, but he was. um, Love to see him bounce through before I watch this ever again. Yeah, this episode. I mean, when I hit play on this episode and I realized what episode it was, I was like, (laughs) Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I texted you. I texted you. I said, 
oh, this episode. And I couldn't even reply. I was like, you know what? No. Save it for the mic. I know. You were like, I'll be there at four o'clock. I'll be there at four <laughs> to talk about this shit show. <laughs> So yeah. then all of a sudden, right, Baird wants to photograph Charlotte because he senses her masculine side and wants to bring it out. And we need to talk about with Charlotte, who I have defended to the ends of this earth and identify with. The two traits she defines is like, I couldn't possibly ever be masculine. I can't change a tire and I don't know math. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, Chris. what the fuck are we watching? Who wrote this? I can't breathe. <laughs> Are you okay? Just, you're so mad. It's so funny. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just the it's whole episode bad. is it's so bad, fucking dumb. Like this is so fucking dumb. <laughs> So then Charlotte gets dressed as a man. I, I, I'm, like, struggling to do anything more than basic plot synopsis because I'm like, what the fuck did we watch? Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's so crazy. And, like, I can't get past just, like, what is this the entire time? We watched a modern woman who works in the art field, lives in Manhattan, sex, supposed to be this aspirational figure, say yeah. that she couldn't possibly be masculine because she's not good at math. This bitch has clearly not seen Hidden Figures, and of course it hasn't been released yet. But my God, read a book, Charlotte. I, I feel you. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You're hitting, you're hitting the nail on the head here. Like, and then she's dressed as a man. And first of all, Baird is disgusting. They oh, could have cast a better actor vile. because I, I'm not even sure Charlie would want him. No, he's so slimy and gross. And like him, like putting the sock in her pants like that, I was like. I don't like that. And for, and like, also, Ugh. I want to be very clear. And I say this as a man with a lot of socks. Uh, okay. I, and a penis. Th- oh, okay. That is not the same. A sock and a penis? Like, if a ball, if I, if I was walking down the street and I saw a man who had socks in his pants, I would be genuinely concerned. I'd be like, well, something's wrong with his dick. It shouldn't be like that. Well, the way that, like, a, a socks are balled up, I mean, I wouldn't want a dick that looked like that. Yes, you would be like, oh, something's genuinely wrong with him. He looks like he maybe suffered a few bee stings down there. Yeah, I'd be like, no, thank you. He's not right. Keep it moving, Baird. <sighs> so Baird puts a few socks down there. <sighs> Did you agree with, like, the type of man that they made Charlotte? Like, well, with the mustache the- and the... It seemed that that was, like, the kind of concept behind, like, there were, at least we didn't see enough of, I think, the work. You know what this reminds me of? Oh, what? The Real Housewives of Atlanta alter ego photo shoot. (laughs) No matter what I do to keep you not talking about housewives. Uh, I know. Or, I mean, they did it on America's Sex Out Model, too. Like, where, like, they would portray, like, uh... And yes, and nothing, and everything that was done on Top Model was good and and necessary for the culture and very helpful. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was a great space for learning for all of us. <laughs> In fact, I think we all had to unlearn some... We talk about unlearning. I had to unlearn all the lessons Top Model taught me. I mean, Tyra was a terrorist. I was actually thinking of... God, talk about a tangible for a moment. Do you remember the season with Eva on it? Or is it Eva? Of course I do. Eva the Diva. Eva the Diva. 
Yeah, of course. And her co-star, Yaya, I think, who was yeah, the number the two, who would go on to be an actress, played Whitney Houston, um, was also in The Kids Were All Right, got to have a sex scene with Mark Ruffalo, will always be eternally jealous for that. Do you remember how Tyra was constantly like, you're being too black. People aren't going to like that. You're so African. Cut it out. <laughs> I couldn't sleep recently and was just remembering that we watched a woman who was like, by the way, I'm not even sure was African, just was kind of, like, proud of being black. Basically be told, like, you ain't gonna get far in this fucking industry with all that. Remember when Tyra made that girl lay in the casket and play the dead person a week after finding out her best friend died? I don't think it well, You are giving that a lot more credit. I believe I it was I about 24 hours. Yeah, it was literally the night before, and she was like, get in the fucking casket. Remember when she, well, this is actually oh. kind of iconic. Remember when she pretended to have rabies and her thought of having rabies was just to pretend she was a dog? Listen, I know she she's problematic, but uh, I love that show with everything in me. Or <laughs> remember, did you watch her talk show? No, this is my favorite. Well, yes, I watched it, but like, what part, what are you going to say? Do you remember when she was like, I need to conquer my fear of dolphins so I will immerse myself with the dolphins? No. <laughs> she was like genuinely terrified of dolphins. So she like, got in like a kiddie pool with them and was like swimming. And it was like, first of all, you don't need to conquer your fear of do- dolphins. Like, just stay away from them. She's a menace. <laughs> it was crazy. Or, of course, never forget when she had a bunch of LGBT people in like a room and said, like, who would be the king and the queen if you all were in the past? What? Which this act now, guys, this actually does kind of relate to this episode. Yeah, we're circling back. We're circling back. She has like a butch gay guy, a lesbian, a trans person, a bisexual. And it's basically like, who would be the ruler? Who would be like the jester? Who? And it's like, well, you'd be the jester. You're funny. You're a you're a like feminine gay man. You do a dance for us, drag queen. It's like, guys, go look it up. It's one of the wildest things that's ever aired on television. Second only maybe to this episode. Yeah. Um, but to close out Charlotte, she mm. finally is capable of making out or sleeping with Baird because she's dressed as a man. But ultimately, she can't be with him because she's too embarrassed. She's just not that kind of woman. Again, these weird binaries, unnecessary. Also, we've seen Charlotte literally two or three episodes ago ask a man out. She's like, oh, you know I can never ask a man out. It's like, bitch, we watched you do it two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Charchar's all over the place. Yeah. So is this episode. All over the place. And I what's keeping me going with Charlie is knowing that one little man is coming that we are barreling towards Sex and the City's hottest man after John Slattery. No. I'm saying it. And you know Petrotsky comes in good at my number three. I'm shook right now. Trey McDougal. You've never told me this, ever. You know how I feel about Trey McDougal when he's in his little Scottish pants, shorts, and then... I didn't think you thought it was number two. The tennis scene is the sexiest thing that happened on this show that only involved one person. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long, and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. 
Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. All right, let's talk about Miranda. And even worse, let's talk about a little terrorist named Steve Brady. (laughs) Guys, if I wasn't already close to the edge with this fucking episode, Steve pushed me right over. Oh, yeah. And we haven't even gotten to Carrie. <laughs> I was already at my wits Talk fucking about end. barreling towards. So Miranda comes home from the gallery opening and Steve is truly let himself into her apartment, is feet up on her couch, ordered Chinese food, watch and basketball. If that is not a direct sentence to Azkaban, I don't know what is. Go so on, you talk about it. I know this is your man. <laughs> I will not be out here caping for this motherfucker. Not today. Not today. Um. So you're telling me that if you had a boyfriend, you wouldn't allow him to like stay at your. I love that. When if was pretty tough from you. <laughs> if, if somehow you somehow convinced the man to spend world, one second with you, right? You in bizarro world. Yeah, you wouldn't let him like go in your apartment when you're not there. Oh, no, I would. The problem okay. is that Steve let himself in. She did not know he was going to be there. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay, okay. So, okay. oh, of course, if 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 I had texted and said, hey, let's meet at my place, let yourself in, I'll be there as soon as I leave the gallery opening, or it's just understood, like, right, we spend Tuesday nights together, I'm coming home from work, you will be there. This is she intended to have an evening to herself, mm-hmm. walks in. All her motherfucking lights are on. TV's blasting. He's decided what they've had for dinner. And that's really upsetting to me. What, that he didn't ask her? Yes. I ordered Chinese. I don't have to be work till 10. <laughs> I'm free till 10. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Chris Lewis. <laughs> I'm sorry. This whole episode was the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh I can't wait for next week, because <laughs> next week you are going to be... I may not show up next week. It's going to be a cool yeah. 4 p.m. on Wednesday, and you're just you're going to be... It's going to be a real hot-off-the-mess solo journey for you. No, I totally get what Miranda is saying, because like I'm someone that really likes my own space, and like the moment I feel like you are intruding on my personal me time, uh, you got to go. And also, just like tell me you're going to be there. Right. And look, I get it. We're in a time without cell phones, right? Like, I do think that kind of complicates it. But in that case, then you just can't go over. Right. Or just call her when she gets home. Just be like, call me when you get home from the gallery and we might figure something out. And then. He's a fucking idiot in this episode. He is a fucking menace. Talk about a fan of menace. Yeah, he leaves her clothes. He leaves his clothes everywhere. Oh, don't even. This is. So they're in bed. 
And yeah. did you, this is crazy. The lights are yeah. still on, first and foremost. So Miranda's clearly been awoken from a dead sleep. She has turned the yeah. lights on. This man is still resting. Did you see mm-hmm. how close he was to her? Yes. He was nuzzled next to her like a baby. Like, she was cuddling him like a baby. Yes. <laughs> she wasn't cuddling. She was sitting there disgusted. She, was like- she looked like that um <laughs> meme of um Meg the Stallion when she's just sitting in bed. Is that her? That's New York. No, no, oh no, the one of Meg the Stallion, she's actually on her phone, like under the covers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, like, yes. New York Tiffany when she's Pollard. just Miranda straight up look like New York Tiffany Pollard. <laughs> just like Yeah, just in, like chilling, awaiting to kill him. His shit is literally everywhere on the floor. He's like, give me a box. Sorry, that couldn't fit in a fucking box. Also a box. Like, where's she <laughs> gonna get a box from? I just want a little box or maybe a drawer. He's out of control in this episode. I will co- completely agree with you. And then he's like, you're like the man. And he says, it's like you're the guy sometimes. And I wanted to ask you, and I put this call out to maybe, you know, the tens of fifteens of listeners. Mm-hmm. Is this Steve's appeal? Is this what people like about him? This idea that he's basically this kind of doting person who allows you to treat him like shit and keeps returning and is more like, quote unquote, what we would consider the traditional role of a woman. He's the patient one. He's the nurturing one. And you get to like shit on him constantly. And he still come. Like, I genuinely wonder, is that what you all are responding to? You just want this imaginary version of a man who's weak? Um, listen, and I'm expecting you to speak for all the Steve defenders. Yeah. I, listen, I like Steve because I think he's a good person. Um, I think he's got a cute little butt. We can, um, everyone agrees there. I he's just, got a okay, top tier The ass. thing is, is like he'd, he's not even like doting. Like he's not someone that seems to do like romantic things for her. He's not someone that well, like does stuff like that. Well, he did wake up that time, remember, and said, "Look at the moon," because he's so poor. All he can offer her is like the sky. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Go on. Yeah, that was, was weird. tough. Um, I feel like I liked it when we recorded. I, I think time. you were quite. I think you were crying. I yeah, <laughs> you know, I was quite emotional about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But, and I also think that it's this idea, though, that like Miranda can be who she is and he's like patient with her. Like you said, he is. But to the point, now actually it's to the point of like annoying. And I also just want to say this it <laughs> is like okay for him to like want to move in. There is something a little, I don't want no scrubs. This man, it would be one thing if he also had a great apartment. And could say we could live in, be, but they are so not equals that there is something a little like he's. Do you think that they have to be? I don't think they have to be, but there, it does feel a little like I want to live with you. How about I move in here? That feels a little like taking advantage of her because he would never say you want to move in with me to like my shithole. Have we seen that shithole yet? No, that's coming. <laughs> but when we do, it is. It puts what we saw with, in season one where Timothy Oilefant lived to shame. Look like taxi well, I think driver. It's like, I think it's like this idea that Miranda like isn't so sure about it either because of that. You know? Like she had to pay for his suit. She has she picks cheap places to go. Like 
So you see her hesitation, so it makes me kind of want to hesitate too. It just makes me a little uncomfortable to see this man basically saying, I want to live with you. It's like, sir, wait till you're invited. Also, I could never date a man that like works the night shift. That's just a fact. Uh, well, you can't date people in the food. The the you, It's really difficult. I've dated bartenders, restaurant workers. Not happening. It is just... It is a difficult. It is a different lifestyle. They're on just a different yeah. cycle, and I could do it in my twenties when I could like go home, take a little power nap, then I was happy to be like, "Sure, it's one a.m. I can come over and hang out for a bit, and then try to go and then go to work at eight, eight or nine. Now it's like if you called me at one a.m., I'd be dead. Like I'm not available. No, like that's insane. Even even ten o'clock, or I'm awake. You know, YouTubing things I shouldn't be. Oh. Um. I, what was I going to say? Why'd you give me a look when I said YouTubing things I shouldn't be? I wasn't, did you, what, you kind of look like, ooh, what could it be? Yeah. It's like old Tyra show clips, clearly. Oh, okay. Well, then that's, I wasn't <laughs> sure where we were going. Didn't say I was on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. All right, let's move on from Steve, because then we got a scene I did really like when Carrie and Miranda went to the White Lotus, like, workout class and learned to pop their hips. Oh, Yeah. And Miranda can't pop her hips. And I did like the little bit And Carrie of is so fucking disrespectful in these gym classes. She, she never shuts the fuck up. I she brings so- her coffee. She smokes cigarettes. Like, sh- what are you doing? She's like ripping She's like, <laughs> like, my God. They Carrie were disrespectful while that man rip. was being jerked off. They were disrespectful in yoga left and right. They're all like, yeah. never not. Yes. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? And then Miranda's got these ribbons that she's dancing with. This, it's bad. I'll it's just say, bad. just the idea of whatever this class was was making me laugh. I mean, and I'll be I taking that, it. I'm sure, in the Goddess next lesson. 10, 15 days. Yeah. But again, she comes home. Steve's waiting. However, in this case, they've talked about it. She's going to make him dinner. She spills the sauce and then has a yeah. classic Miranda breakdown. Wow. Which to I me was great because <laughs> it was, you know, Cynthia Nixon, the actress, but. Well, and also I feel like it was like really relatable because she does love him, but she's so nervous like about him finding out things about her that he won't like. And I'm like, babe, you're literally, you're really hard on him. I think, I think he knows. And also, sweetie, you're literally a rich, rich, gorgeous lawyer. He, and he's poor, a mess, a total scrub. Uh I will, we should talk about the fact that he. (laughs) I um, love when you call him a scrub. Wait till next week when he bounces the basketball in the house. Oh, hold on. There are two things I want to talk about. One about basketball. Earlier in the episode, she says, I have about three hours while Steve is playing basketball to control the remote. What grown Mm -hmm. man is playing basketball for three hours? At least they could have said, like, he's at the gym. It's like, is he playing, like, street ball? ball? I hate this guy. Yeah, yeah, of course he's playing street ball. He can't afford a membership to a gym. I really, I cannot fucking stand this guy. Of course he's on the street. He's probably playing basketball with like the garbage can. Uh, He's probably playing basketball basketball with like some like inner city school kids. Like on their playground during recess. On their playground. It's like a real um, poetic justice esque scene. The kids are like, who is this guy? (laughs) Hey, kids! Come over here. I want to do another layup. I do appreciate that we learn that Miranda loves Steve when she tells mm-hmm. Carrie that that yeah. information hasn't been shared with Steve yet. I think it's nice that we 
have this kind of roundabout way of finding it out. And that Miranda is always going to be someone who's taking more time to process things mm-hmm. than Steve is. But then I was mostly just disgusted thinking that he was wearing a mustard yellow sweater, thinking back to his mustard yellow suit. Just I really just cannot stand Steve Brady. This re- This podcast has ruined Steve Brady for me. Had you asked me how I felt about Steve Brady when we started this podcast, I'm like, oh, short king, great ass, love him to death, one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. Now, I would truly say he needs to be in some sort of, like, rehab for scrubs and then imprisoned. Oh, okay. Shall we talk about Carrie? Please, let's get into the meat of it. <sighs> Carrie's dating Sean, a 26-year-old dude. What'd you think of Sean? So fucking hot. Oh, and you didn't watch Friends. No, I didn't, but I know that he is on Friends. He shortly, he's, he's the a guy, love interest of Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer, and, uh, right. He is capable of even taking on my queen, Rachel Karen Green. Is that Jennifer Aniston in Friends? Yes. Okay. And he reveals that he's bisexual after they are ice skating First of all, I need to talk about something. Okay, let's talk about it. I'll talk about it. (laughs) Carrie is ice skating in what looks to be a shift dress. Yes, she comes right from the gallery. Smoking a cigarette on the ice. She is so disrespectful. I think we're getting her smoking left and right to set up next week. Oh, yeah. Well. Like, I, they really are doubling down on the cigarettes in the last two episodes. It's, like, I mean, to a level crazy. that, like, she is not well. No. Like, she needs to, like, <laughs> Also, Carrie help. would really not smell good. I think that all the time. I bet her apartment smells like shit. <laughs> like, not, and, and by the way, no disrespect to smokers. I don't mind a smoker. I, I, I don't, don't think either. It's, I don't think it's like the healthiest choice. I am not one of those people who would like judge someone for smoking. I genuinely just don't care. Maybe it's because my mom smoked when I was growing up. It just is kind of like a part of life. The way this woman is ripping cigs, <laughs> and like it's like something uh, is going on. No, I don't. <laughs> she's out of control. Indoors, her, outdoors, I, in people's homes. Well, it's homes. the fact she's. I, she's she's not like just on a date with him smoking down the street. She's in an ice rink, <laughs> like smoking while ice skating. She's not just sitting on a bench. And when did the New York City indoor smoking laws change? Uh, Chris, I don't know. We might need to look I, that. Well, we shouldn't say that. People are going to be like, well, here they go again, not knowing shit about New York. Oh my gosh. That is some of my favorite reviews. Well, they'll be like, I love this podcast, but they don't know anything about New York City. Do they even like, know where sure New York no. is on a map? It's like, no. Not really. I'm not a fucking cartographer. I don't know anything about maps. <laughs> but but Sean is hot. So he comes, he reveals, and this is one thing I want to say. What he reveals is, is that he has he has had three relationships, two with women, one with a man. At mm-hmm. no point does Sean ever claim the word bisexual to himself, for himself. Correct. And Carrie is describing it, and the way she describes him to the women is he's a bisexual. Mm-hmm. As if it is like a different, like you would say. Like he's a different human. <laughs> like, like he's not a human. Oh, he's like, he's a, like no, a bisexual. 
He's and their reactions are like, you cannot date him. Miranda doesn't even bother actually talking about it. She's just like, well, break up with him. He's like clearly trash. And I forget who it was, but they were like, it might have been Carrie, where she was like, isn't being bisexual just a gateway to gay town? Isn't that a stopover in Ricky Martinville? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to jump through the screen, time travel, and kill every writer when Miranda said Ricky Martinville. (laughs) I know we were, you know, living La Vida, lead of the loca or whatever the fuck was going on. We were all doing the La Bamba, whatever. <laughs> Ricky Martinville? What kind of joke is that? People talk about it's bad fun. writing on it just like that. This show needs to be dragged up and down the road like a heifer. Where's Mama Joyce? It's that. Well, I just, I mean, the whole conversation at the table and like Samantha's really the only one that's like, thank God. I don't really see like a problem. Like everyone's going to fuck everyone. Why? Basically, like you're acting fucking weird, Carrie. And like, Shara's like, absolutely not. You can't do this. And I'm just like, ladies. And it almost makes me wish in some ways that, and look, this could be a nice counterbalance to in just like that, because we're seeing a lot more acceptance of different kinds of identities on that show. And we've matured as a group of, uh, as a group, as a society, we've gotten a little, well, I shouldn't say as a society, some of us have gotten a little bit better, but for, you <laughs> there know, There's a lot whole, of addendums to that. You're like, of, as a group, as, as a, a group, society. Actually, actually, you know what I do want to say as a group? I was going to say as a society, okay. it really is just a group of us. Yeah. Then there's a lot of other people acting the fuck up, clowns, just doing clown stuff like Carrie in this episode. I mean, just the thought that people say, like, pick a team and stay on that team when it comes to sexuality is fucking wild. And again, this woman is a sex writer living in New York City with gay friends. And speaking of her gay friend, I do want to say shout out to Stanford, who was very funny to me in this episode at the beginning. I would have loved to heard Stanford's take on this whole situation. I actually wouldn't have because I'm sure we're yeah, dealing with writers maybe. who would have, he would have been like, maybe I'll sleep with him. He's clearly just gay. These writers are acting the fuck <laughs> up. They are. Pretending as if bisexuality is brand new. By the way, it was not invented in 2000. No. And also just like, who fucking cares? This was years ago. He dated this man. He's now dating you. Why the fuck do you care? And he positions it as just like I, when he says, I dated two women, I dated a man, that's just me. That -hmm. should be enough. Yeah. I've been like, okay, you're so hot. So they're having sex. And what really made me angry, they're fucking on the floor again. Remember (sighs) she and Big did this in season one? Is this one of Carrie's kinks? This is what we should be concerned about. Her floor kink? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking okay. on hardwood floors. I mean, honestly, it's first of all, it hurts my knees to think about it. It hurts my back. It, and it's directly next to the bed. This isn't I like know. we're in an apartment that like we, our furniture hasn't arrived and the moment of passion has taken us. The bed's right there. Get on Literally it. Literally right there. It's a studio apartment. Get on it or don't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then, then when she has the fucking audacity... To say to him, am I better than a man or something? Directly after they've just, like, orgasmed. She's like, if you were walking down the street and there was a hot guy and there was a really beautiful girl, shut the literal fuck up. In fact, in some ways, I have no respect for Sean because he didn't just leave. He should have gotten up, had some self-respect for himself. 
I mean, the post nut clarity that he must have been having in that moment was like, what? Like, Excuse who me? the fuck is this woman? What did you just say? Post nut clarity. It's a thing the kids are saying. Father God in heaven. <laughs> it's tr- is that not a thing? I've never heard that phrase and I would like to but never hear it again. But do you experience it? N- n- no. Like I afterwards, clarity? you're not like. Like, afterwards, like, the reality of what just happened hit you, and you're like, oh, I just had sex with this person. Like, I gotta go. Like, No, mostly what happens to me is, like, I instantly start thinking about how just, like, gross sex is. Like, that if you start, if you actually think about what just happened, it's really disgusting. Disgusting. I know. And it's like, it's I, it's like I get lost. I have, like, coital nut clarity or no clarity <laughs> during, and it's like, this is fun. And then right after, yeah. I'm like, what? did i just do that's called post-nut clarity chris oh well you made it seem like i have to leave it's i don't really have to leave it's no, more it's just like, like i'm disgusted mm-hmm. by like yeah the act. your actions yeah yeah we like, shouldn't oh, be God. putting body parts into like it's disgusting i know but it's like body parts like, shouldn't go in other sex- people's body parts i want to make this clear we're Uh-oh. very sex positive on this podcast doesn't sound like we are it really doesn't, but I had to make that clear because yeah, we want you to consensually stick anything in anybody's anywhere. Yeah, as long as like you both are down to clown, like who cares? Do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. Know I mean, that- have you ever been sexting and the things that you're saying? You're like, I'm never gonna do this. Um, no, because I have been um, called on that, and I if if so, I've learned if I'm gonna put it on the menu, I better be ready to cook. They co- they called you out. Yeah, and I did it. <gasps> wow. Because I, I was like, you know what? I shouldn't be I shouldn't be texting about I can't. Yeah, don't don't, don't write checks you can't cash. And I won't do it ever again. Now I will mm-mm. think like, oh yeah, like maybe I'm not because then the next thing you know, something happens in the bedroom and I'm like, fuck, I did type that, didn't I? Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if Sam and I talked about this, you know, and her COVID haze and my head cold hopped up on 80 million day quill, but I do think we were talking recently. If you are watching porn, don't bring that into the bedroom. Oh, what goes on in porn? Yes. Don't. Yeah, no. People are not to be treated like porn stars. We are nope. not we are not actors. We are nope. not being paid to behave the way you, what you're watching, and I think a lot of people are seeing stuff and then acting up. Well, they're seeing it because they're watching amateur porn. So like they're watching these people that are quote unquote normal people that you would see like So they look normal? Yeah, like they're not like porn stars. Like so, they're like, like could you and I get shows. into this business? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm too lazy. a hundred percent same. Too lazy um, and too body conscious. <laughs> Oh my god, I'd be like, the light's gotta be real dim. I would be the first porn star to perform fully clothed. <laughs> Like, sir, you're basically just sitting in bed reading. We can't film yeah. this. <laughs> this is me. Okay. Anyways, back to Sean. So she asked him this insane question. He somehow, like you said, doesn't leave, which is wild. And then they go to a bar. And he's like, they're talking. He's and like he looking like, around. Looks he's looking for the yeah, bathroom. He's, <laughs> he's just looking around. And she goes, Guy or the girl? And he's like, what? And he, she was like, which one do you want? The guy or the girl? And I'm like, Carrie, he's fucking just looking around. Like, leave this man alone. She's truly unhinged in this episode. <laughs> I know we were like Carrie unhinged last week. This is like the dizziest maybe ever. This is the dizziest I've ever seen her. 
seats. And I've seen her do a lot of things. I've I've Uh-oh. seen Carrie show up in a lot of different looks and act it up. Well, we got two looks in this episode that deserve to be in the hall of motherfucking fame, and we'll get to that. Are you talking about the black dress? We'll talk about it. Okay. But so they end up at a party. They're going up a million flights of stairs. Oh, my now, God. I, I did forget exhausted. that this party had a child at it, and I couldn't really center. If that's the home that the two men who have the baby live in, I hope it's not because they got to lug a shoulder, like a stroller down that far. I would never. I would truly like never leave my apartment. I'd be like, well, we're up here and I would never go out. Yeah. But there we meet Mark, Garth, Don, and Grace. Mm-hmm. And this whole episode was giving like a really bad episode of Broad City. Like the humor wasn't cranked up enough that it's like mm-hmm. we're we're commenting on like the craziness of 26-year-olds. This was like also, just bland. Twenty six year olds are like giving their eggs to people and like having babies. <laughs> well, like that figure... feels like something that happens when you're like in your thirties or. 40s. I couldn't figure out if maybe Alanis was a little Alanis's character. Don was supposed right. to be a little bit older. I mean, I but I think I that we are meant to think that all of these people are in their twenties and carries yeah. this old fart who's like found Shoulder herself the there. Now, do you think that them playing spin the bottle, which is an unhinged thing no adult would do? Hmm. Is the writers commenting like 26 year olds are so crazy or bisexuals yeah. are nuts? Both. Or is it both? <laughs> it's both. Yeah. Where they're just like, these young, fluid people are just. Nuts. Oh, Sam, you're giving them a word they would <laughs> didn't have fluid. Okay. Imagine saying, yeah, imagine saying that to them in 2000. Oh, my God. Instead of flipping. So then Carrie ends up kissing Alanis Morissette. And she's so oh fucking God. rude when the bottle lands on her and she's like, oh, it's a girl. Next. <laughs> I fucking hate, I'm so tired of her. I swear to God, this whole episode, I was rolling my eyes. Well, and then she shows up with that big fucking flower. I don't know. So she leaves. It's bad. And then the episode ends. How rude, by the way. If you brought someone to a party... That you're dating, and they just left and then never came back? And then she says, that was the last time I ever saw Sean. <laughs> like, what an unhinged animal. She's a rude pig. Yeah, and then when the guy was like, you're wearing pleather. So she's like, thank you for noticing. Well, let's talk like, about the fashion. Yeah, okay. What did you I think of the pleather dress and the white flower? Not one of my faves. It's <laughs> crazy. But guys, the worst look in this episode, and maybe the worst look Carrie Bradshaw ever wears, go back and look at it. When she and Miranda leave the White Lotus class, Carrie is wearing, honestly, I can't even explain it. I'm going to find the image and post it on Instagram. It is a wild, blue, white, crazy number with, I think, thigh-high boots. I mean, it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. To a workout class, a goddess class. I screamed when I saw it. The fashions were not great in this episode. This episode was truly nuts. I did think Miranda looked beautiful at the art show. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what she was wearing. Those are my first notes. I've got OMG, they're making fucking Rudy Giuliani references and Pokemon. This episode's down bad. Screaming 2000. And then my last note is, this episode is so bad, it's making me want Aiden. It's giving heterosexual in the city. (laughs) 
What a great way to end. Well, <laughs> what what man would you choose? I mean, I'm I have Sean. my list of men here, and I've got Sean, Matt, Baird, Steve, and Stanny, and I've circled only one of them, Stanny. Everyone, I, I like Sean, but he had no self respect for himself. As a member of the a LGBT man. community myself, he needed to stand up for us, and he didn't, and I was very disappointed. And I know he's a fictional character. Uh, I choose him 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's gorge. He's stunning. And I'm glad the he hair. never sees Carrie again. Yeah, I hope, you know what? I hope he is just, I would love to see him in and just like that. I was just going to say, I'd love to circle back to him. <laughs> love it. Like, get me him now. I bet, And I bet that actor looks fucking great now. Let's give him a Google. Oh, yeah. Pull him up. I'm going to eat Not a Starburst we... while you do that. What'd you say? I'm going to eat a Starburst while you do that. I'm going to just put in Eddie Cahill 2022. Hopefully he'll I always worry. Is he dead? Uh, well, let's just say there's been an article in The Sun that simply says, friend star Eddie Cahill looks unrecognizable. Oh, send it to me. I need the to Sun see. is so fucking shady. So <laughs> fucked up. But I will read all of it. All right. No, I'm like seeing the Daily some good Mail. pictures of him. He's looking. No, I just I can't center when these were taken. That's the problem. Let me see. Sam. I can barely figure out how to record our podcast. I can't figure You're out. You're so send. annoying. Okay, Eddie. Cahill? I googled Eddie Cahill 2022. How do you spell Cahill? C A H I L L. Oh boy. And oh, he looks like someone that stormed the Capitol. Oh boy. Yeah. Mm-mm. Maybe Mm-mm. we don't need him back on the screen. <laughs> Hang on. I'm getting some good pictures, but I'm not. I'm afraid those aren't from 2022. That sexual energy is gone. Yeah, I'm not. He's not. You know, he reminds me of a little bit um, Christopher Hayden in real life. Who? Christopher Hayden from oh, Gilmore Girls in real life. Yeah, we're you know he's questionable. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Grey's Anatomy spinoff Private Practice? Of course I did. He had a strange appearance on that show as Addison's boyfriend in season one and once sexily ate noodles off her back. I loved Private Practice. It was a strange show, but I, I watched every episode. Like when that woman cut out the other woman's baby. Wild. But this Wild. shout out, this is now a Private Practice podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine. No. Oh my God. I'm. We got to get our, we got to do Grays because that would be a doozy. We're not, I'm not, I'm never taking on Grays. I, we, there's <laughs> too many episodes. <laughs> Too many episodes. Shout out to my friends Abby and Bree who do host a Grey's Anatomy oh, yeah. podcast, and they will be doing it for the rest of their lives. Yep. Do you have any hot takes on this one, Chris? I don't think. I don't think I we mean, could come. To, we need to give a cool take, like, right? Like, we need it's, to, what we do, actually, okay, tell me something you like. Yes, it's exactly what I was okay. going to say. Um, pass, Chris. Okay. Um, I tell really like. I like. genuinely love, and it's my third, no, second note here. SJP and Willie Garson have the best chemistry. I really loved the small joke mm. he says and how Sarah Jessica Parker replies and then slaps him on the head a bit lovingly. Yeah. It's very cute. It's like a small moment, but I like that. It was the only thing in this episode. I, well, it's the and, only thing and, you and got. Tag. I thought Tag was adorable. Tad? Tag. The bisexual. The guy. Oh, Sean. Sean. Sorry. His, his name is Tag on Friends. <laughs> I was like, tag? Yeah, like, I was like, what episode? I was like the star watch? of this episode. Um, okay. 
something I liked about this episode was I liked seeing Miranda like have a breakdown because I thought it was relatable. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Steve Brady should be taken into a field and dealt with one way or the other. Okay. What would you give this out of 10? I, you know what, honestly, just because this is one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. Oh, I was going to say, I was genuinely shocked when you, favorite episode of of what what exactly? Um, Because you made me laugh a lot. I'm going to give it a four or five because I enjoyed recording this episode with you. You know, I agree. This episode was abysmal. And frankly, if I could give it a negative number, I would. But Mm -hmm. we have had so much fun here that I'm going to give it a smooth two. Okay. All right. And guess what, guys? Next week, we're getting Aiden, and we are just two weeks away from the 50th episode of Shortcomings. How we're going to celebrate? We don't know. I might just get really drunk. I would love that. During Are We Sluts? Yeah. We'll have to see if it's like an episode that I feel a lot through. Because like, if it's a good episode, I'd like to be coherent. I should Honestly, I should have been drunk and slurring during this. And let's see how I feel about next week. Yeah, next week's going to be bad. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of Season 3, Episode 5, No Ifs, Ands, or Buts. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slut Pick Podcast, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off The Mess. And you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Gersoloft on Twitter. All right. We'll talk next week. Bye. Okay, bye. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits may require comprehensive coverage.